Hi, this is Deacon Pat coming to you from Idaho Catholic Podcasts. I'm here at Our Lady of the Valley Parish in Caldwell in the recording studio. And we just finished our staff meeting here and we broke away from the staff meeting. And one of the things we do with each staff meeting is we start with the upcoming gospel for the week and we share the gospel and then we go around the room and everybody can really chime in on what they felt the gospel meant and and what did it mean to them and what message are they drawing from that gospel. And I find it really inspiring because... So many of us are in our own heads that we only know what we know and we only see what we see. But when you really sit back and you can listen to other people's perceptions, other people's ideas, um, it really, I guess, enhances our vision and understanding of the world because it separates us from just the limitations of our own views and perceptions. And I find it very, very rewarding to hear, to hear other people. Well, I wanted to share this gospel with you. It's a short gospel. It's for the second Sunday of Advent in year B. And uh, share a little bit of thoughts that I have regarding this uh, gospel message and maybe add those to your own. So it's the beginning of the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. And uh, it's very interesting how um, this gospel begins much differently than the other three gospels. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. As I reflected on this gospel this morning, one of the things I did um, is I printed out a picture of John the Baptist. Because as I reflected on who, as I wanted to reflect, I should say, on who this man was, I, I really wanted to visualize, you know, what this man was all about. So I found a picture on the internet and I printed it out and I have no idea if it's accurate to what the man really looked like or not, but it really helped with my meditation. As I stare at the picture, I see this disheveled man. (laughs) Hair is all kind of uh, uh, whipped around in in the wind. He looks somewhat dirty maybe and wearing the clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around him. He's barefoot and he's holding a staff in his hand. And I think some of us, if we saw him today on a street corner, you'd look very similar to some of the street people that we see. There's even a wildness maybe in his eyes is the way that this picture portrays him. But even reflecting on all of that, I started to think about how popular this man was, um, even the way that he looked, and that the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him. What was drawing them to him? 
um, there's some estimations that as many as maybe 300,000 people John and his disciples had baptized. What, what was drawing these people to this man? I, it wasn't his looks. It had to be his words, maybe his words and his actions. He spoke the truth. It was obvious. But, but even with all that he was doing, none of this seemed to be directed towards himself. He was always gathering and then directing people to who would come ahead of who would come after him that he was paving the way for someone else someone much greater than he you know there's a historical component to this as well and uh, what it is is often kings would send people ahead of them to prepare the path and also to prepare the people for the king that was to come and do you see the similarity with uh, John the Baptist going ahead of Jesus and actually preparing the path and preparing the people. And his message, repent, turn your life around, start anew and your sins will be forgiven with that relationship with God. I just love that. And it's probably very pertinent to us today. The time of uh, John the Baptist, the people that were coming to him, especially from Jerusalem, that was the city of the religious leaders. There is talk that there was the, the, the faith was becoming very dry. It was very ritualistic. You here's the rules, you follow the rules, but where was the spirit? Where was the spirit in that faith? And then there were the Gentiles who just saw the Jewish faith as just uh, superstitious, and uh, even thought of some of the uh, the actions of those Jews as uh, just hysterical. And and what is the what is really um, the correlation to that time in history and our time now. How many people of faith today are dry in their faith? That there's certain things they feel that they need to do, but there's no spirit in what they're doing. And, and like the Gentiles, how many people are out there of no faith that see what Christians do and just laugh at it? They see no deeper meaning in it at all. I, I see a great correlation to the time time of old and time of now. And uh, I think it's something great for us to reflect upon. As you know, we're in the season of Advent. And when you think of John the Baptist and, and what he was doing, to me, he is the symbol of Advent. He's basically saying to those around him, and maybe around us now, is someone greater than I is coming. The king is coming. Repent now of your sins. Start your life anew. Be prepared for this meeting, this encounter with the Christ. And isn't that what Advent's about? Preparing ourselves. Preparing ourselves mentally and spiritually. Taking some time to maybe quiet our lives. Isn't that in really contrast to what happens at Christmas time? Um, you know, for us Catholics, this is Advent. Christmas doesn't come until Christmas. The Christmas season starts at Christmas. But that's not what the world is saying. It's Christmas now. For, for some of you, uh, it started before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and and doesn't, don't people really say that this time of year is such a busy time? There's so much anxiety, there's so much stimulation, there's so many things to do. 
Can't you imagine that that could be the work of the devil? That he doesn't want us to quiet. I mean, where was John the Baptist? He was out in the desert. The desert's a place away from distraction. It's a place of quiet. It's a place of solitude. It's a place where you can hear yourself think, and better yet, you can hear in the quiet of your heart, God. We're told over and over again that to hear God's voice, you need to quiet. You need to be able to connect with the quiet in your heart. And do we actually do that? Are we taking this time, this time of Advent, as, as an opportunity? An opportunity to quiet our lives, to think about our relationship with Christ, to think about how we fall in our sinfulness, and to take that opportunity to go to confession, bring those sins out of the darkness, out of secret, into the light. Once things come out into the light, the devil loses power over them, and then we can receive absolution, and we can prepare our heart for the coming of our Lord and Christ. I think this reflection on John the Baptist is an appropriate reflection for us right now in our lives. And some of the questions that we have to ask ourselves are, am I content with my relationship with Christ? Do I acknowledge him as my Lord and Savior? Can I see Christ in the people around me? Do I acknowledge that? And what what do I do in regards to my service to others? Am I living this life in service of myself? Or am I serving Christ and those in front of me that Christ has placed in my life? For many people, the new year will start on January 1st. But us Catholics, our new year has started now. The liturgical year for Catholics begins with Advent. This is our new year. So maybe this is a time to think about what I want this year to be for me. And what does Christ want this year to be? Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless, and happy Advent.